What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Vincent Janito. Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Jonathan Dornbush. How's it going? We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, this week's episode is actually brought to you by Audible, our friends over at Audible, who will read your books to you, so you can do other things while you uh, get your get your book reading done. You can surf the World Wide Web over to audible.com slash GameScoop for a free 30-day trial, which I believe is enough time to read all the books. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Everyone. books while you, while you clean the house. Ever. That's what I do. Yeah, I end mm-hmm. up cleaning my house even more when I'm listening yeah. to the book. Yeah, yep. I, I looked like up it. some good books on there too. Like, the, well, there's only one more chapter. I guess I'll just clean this room again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm reading uh, Three Body Problem right now, which is a really cool sci-fi book. Uh, three Body of, Problem. Three Body Problem. It has a video game in it, actually, that the main character plays. It's a popular sci-fi book. It's the start of a trilogy. All three are out right now. I recommend that. It's on Audible. You can check that one out. All right, well, we'll, make, we'll have some book recommendations later on this show. Uh, we got to talk about Call of Duty. We're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda, which is just around the corner. But first, what are the best game publishers releasing games today? Our friends over at uh, Metacritic Nintendo. put together a list. <laughs> they put together a list every year where they rank uh, the, today's game publishers. And they, um, their ranking is based on four different uh, things that give them that they... they which would they determine a score for the publishers. They're based on overall game quality, average review scores, the percent of games with good reviews, the percent of games with bad reviews, and then the number of great reviews, 90 scores or higher. Then they add all that up to come up with a list of the top 10 uh, publishers. And they separate them out by large publishers and mid-tier publishers. Large publishers are considered those to have released 12 or more titles in 2016. I guess we should okay. quickly explain what publishers are, too, because I think it's sure. confusing. Like, there's a developer. A developer is a group of people that make well, a video game. Think of it like a book, yes. which you can listen to at <laughs> <Yes>. audible.com. <laughs> sure. The book has an author, yeah. and then it's published by a publisher. Yeah, but like Konami is a developer and a publisher. So Konami, you know, sure. made yeah. Castlevania. Not much of either anymore. Not recently. But. <laughs> and they published Castlevania. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, so it, it gets a little bit confusing when it comes to that. And they made a fake publisher called Ultra Games and then developed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and put that out on Ultra along with things like uh, for the nin- Jackals. That one original was- NES for yeah. certification reasons, right? Yes, because yes. they could only yep. do, like, I think it's so five games. games a year they yeah. could publish. So yeah. It was like a Nintendo yeah. quality control, so like, here's a fake publisher. <laughs> anyway, that's the difference between a publisher and developer. Yeah. So, we're, But Nintendo is a publisher and developer. Like that's that, true. Exactly. Yes, that's so true. That uh, so let's, let's, let's rank these, uh, these publishers here. This is based on Metacritic, but they've, I think the results are very interesting. Uh, ranked number one. Anybody guess? Nintendo. Who, who, who be? Uh, number not one publisher. I not, my, not, at least not for last year. My guess might be. Oh well, last remember. year was a tough year. For yeah. Nintendo. Remember, this is yeah. 2016, and you're okay. thinking about and the average is, review score, and then the number of great games, the number of bad games. And this yeah. is this is the large publisher category. It's the large publisher yeah. category. Okay, so, so you'd be 12, 12, or more 12 games. or more games, which is like oh wow, okay. four companies. Maybe. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, I've got a top ten. Yeah. Ubi, Activision, EA, Ubi, Activision, EA, Sony, Bethesda. No, they probably. Didn't do Sony? I don't Did know if Sony actually published now? 12. Well, actually, yeah. you know, if you count X, I don't know if you count, yeah, if you count X Dev, maybe. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go with. If Sony counts, I'm going to go if with If they count. They had good scores. Sony, Sony does yeah. count. Uh, number okay. one was EA. Oh, wow. The publisher that, gamers, the publisher that <laughs> gamers love to hate actually yeah. apparently released the most <laughs> good games last year. That Average review score 79.7. Titanfall 2 was great. Yep. Yeah. That was the best game they released last year. Battlefield was great. 
Uh, Battlefield One. Yeah. The sports games did well yeah. overall. EA's best I new yeah. new IP was Unravel. The worst game they released last year was Need for Speed on PC, though. Mm. Okay. And yeah. we realized a new Need for Speed game came out. I didn't. Play it was Unravel, probably from the year before. About that. Yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't actually have not played Unravel. Did you, play you know, I did. These... I didn't love it. I think it's charming, beautiful to look at. Not so let's really change that. Fun to that. Play. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of yeah. these months I, it's going to be a free game with gold. Yeah. So it's it, Yarny is adorable though. I do love him. It's like and I, I feel like you say all the same th exact things about Little Big Planet too. I'm like in the same exact boat. Like totally charming, totally cute. Get it, but is a platformer not enjoyable? Yeah. Totally Number cute. two with an average review score of 77.1 was Square Enix. Mm -hmm. uh, they were actually considered a mid-sized publisher the year before, but they greatly increased their quantity of releases in 2016. Huh, interesting. Uh, best game was they had, Rise. They had Final Fantasy Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider, twenty year celebration. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they had a great, a good new IP in the Touring Test, which is another okay. uh, right. smaller Touring game. Yeah. Remember, remember when it came out? Remember, Square yeah. Enix has started publishing indie games. Yeah. Yes. They're, Just to get on lists like this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I guess the episodic. Does each episode of uh, Hitman count as something separate? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they count it that way. But they do count uh, like DLC, like the Rise of the Tomb Raider Cold Darkness Awakened DLC, which was their worst release for the year. Mm -hmm. Number three, uh, with an average review score of 76.5, was Nintendo. Best new game, Fire Emblem Fates. Best new IP, Pocket Card Jockey. Yes. I love, I that, love game. that game. <laughs> it's so much fun. I never Actually. got good at it. I, I felt like I would get good for a couple games and then completely lose. So it was hard. total luck, but I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Nintendo's... That's my Game Freak, by the way. Nintendo's yeah. lowest scoring game last year Ooh. was... By us. Animal Crossing? Or oh, was Starbucks. that... No, it was actually Pokemon Rumble World. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. Zero Fox given. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Sony was number four. Average review score is 70.9. Best release, obviously, Uncharted 4. Yep. Best new IP, Alienation. And their worst game was Hustle Kings VR. I, right. I don't believe it. <laughs> Shocking. Actually, the bulk of Sony's low-scoring games last year were their VR games. That or not. Yeah, I mean, it makes enough sense, right? I mean, like, a lot of those are just, like, experiences. I feel like the, the VR games that came out with the PSVR that were good were really good, and then the, the rest were mostly, like, throwaways. So that kind of makes sense. Well, that'll, that'll screw up your average real good when you, when you throw a salvo of 20 mini experiences that, you know, were kind of just half-hearted attempts to sell hardware. Plus, everybody reviews launch games yep. in yeah. big yep. quantities. We're about to with the Switch, right? Mm -hmm. all, right. all six. Yep. <laughs> all mass. I don't know how we're going to manage it. I'll I'm not criticizing Nintendo for having a, a small No, why would you do that? No, no, I'm really not. Like, yeah. I, think, I, I think all you need is Zelda. I don't really care about everything else. I'm cool with that. I'd rather have a small, solid lineup than 30 games that I won't play 20 yeah, of. The, the, I only care about Zelda, nothing else. Smoking <laughs> like a true that's, Nintendo fan. That's what I feel. <laughs> that's what in my heart. Uh, number Your five. Heart number five on the list of large publishers may surprise you. Exceed, uh, mm -hmm. or Marvelous okay. USA. That an does average, surprise me. With Good. an average review score of 71.5. You were Now you might be saying, wait a minute, that's higher than Sony's. Yes, but remember there are other factors that they use to uh, right. rate everything. Exceed's best game was The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 for PS3. I don't know that one. You have no. lo officially <laughs> lost me. Yeah. <laughs> Worst game was Exile's End for Wii U. Something called yeah. Exile's End. Never heard of it. But hey, it's a Wii U game. It's going to be rare. So, yeah. Ooh, pick that one up. Number <laughs> six was Capcom. Average okay. review score, 71. Best game was Monster Hunter Generations. Worst game was Umbrella Corps. Put out more than twelve games, huh? Last year, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's this year should be better for them. They're off to a really good start with Resident Evil Seven. 
Number seven was Activision Blizzard. Average review score, 71. Best game was Overwatch. Worst game was Ghostbusters. Remember, they do... They do yeah, the mobile. Right, that. They do those budget games. Yeah. Not even the mobile game. No, there PS4. was... Yeah, that oh, console okay. release right uh, around the movie. The Xbox. Yeah, I remember people complaining about it, but I never played it. It should be noted that Blizzard's average review score is 85. So Blizzard, on their own, is... Uh, much more uh, okay. successful than Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Number eight, Bandai Namco. Average review score, 70.8. Best game, Dark Souls 3. Worst game, Lost Reavers for Wii U. Did they change their uh, name back to Namco Bandai? Wasn't that a thing this year? Uh, I can, no, I I can never keep up with it. No. it is. I feel, like, I feel like there's a point in every year where we all stop and go, wait a minute, is it back <laughs> again or not? Yeah. We kind of do this dance every year. Uh, Lost Reavers is another Wii U game that I have not heard of. Mm. Number nine, Telltale. Average review score, 71.1. Best game was there. Batman Episode 2. Worst game was something called Seven Days to Die, which is a game they just published. They yeah, they published it. that one. Uh, this is the second year, second straight year where Telltale's average review scores have declined. Mm, I'm wondering if the, uh, the novelty is wearing off for that style of licensed adventure game. I think they're also putting out more. Yeah, than that's they true. were every year almost it feels like so I'm sure there is some especially as more episodes come out it's likely that some will drop down for sure yeah finally number 10 Ubisoft's average review score 69 best game was Watch Dogs 2 best new IP was Werewolves Within the VR game yeah which is just mm -hmm. Werewolf yep. in VR right? pretty, pretty neat game Ubisoft's worst game was The Crew Calling All Units the re-release of The Crew sorry Mike Aransky yeah. You like that one? Mike Ran that is Mike Aransky's game. Like really? that Crew. that year when it came out, Crew was like all he could talk about until it came out. And then it came out and he was like, uh, but yeah. Mike Aransky is part of our video team here. <laughs> now, if you're wondering about mid-sized developers, I have the top five here. Uh mid-size would be they released fewer than 12 games last year. Number one, Paradox. Do you know what game they publish? Hearts of Iron 4. Oh, cool. Okay. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. Number two, Sega. Is that in, like a Sky Combat game? No, no, no. It's a strategy game. RTS? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a PC strategy game. Yeah. Great yeah, series. I heard that name. Yep. Number two is Sega. Uh, Total War Warhammer mm -hmm. was their mm -hmm. best game last year. Excellent Number three game. was Microsoft. They're considered a mid-sized publisher just because of the amount of games that they publish. They publish them. Mm -hmm. yeah. One day it'll be as big as Exceed. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Microsoft's best game last year was Forza Horizon 3. Number four was Take-Two. Their best games were uh, Civ Six and XCOM 2. Finally, Warner Brothers, whose best release was Dying Light, the following Enhanced Edition. Mm. Mm. Huh. AWB yeah. does a lot. That's weird that Microsoft doesn't it's have a bunch of small games they're putting out. Yeah, I even looked. I don't. I guess they didn't publish Limbo. Or okay. Inside. Though, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Inside, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Inside, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it did yeah. come to other platforms fairly came. soon. Yeah. Like, they're almost synonymous with, like, at least any development because of all their... Yeah. They did publish Ori in the Blind Forest, I believe. It is yeah, kind of an odd, odd criteria for it to be number of games when it's like the amount of you know publishing resources it takes to help sure. a big AAA game across the finish line is equal to ten, you know, indie games or even you know maybe three or four mid-sized games. So that's yeah, true. That's an interesting. I, I'm not sure if that metric is the most. Uh, any, I guess, let's say this: any any criteria in which XSeed is considered a major publisher, you know, a huge publisher, and Microsoft does not, maybe needs to be reevaluated. All right, I'm just saying, XSeed released more games than Microsoft did, and uh, they released a lot of good games. Apparently, oh, was that your criteria? That wasn't your criteria, though, right? No, this is Metacritic. Yeah, right. This is Metacritic. Yeah, very strange. Maybe XSeed will be coming out with a console this year. <laughs> <laughs> Swallow my tea bag. Oh my god, oh my god that's the worst. <laughs> uh, let's get on to the news of the week. 
this week, Activision announced that the next Call of Duty game, this year's Call of Duty game, is going to be getting back to its roots. Mm-hmm. Those are the words Activision used. They said, uh, traditional combat will once again take center stage. Traditional combat. Now we know that's spears and fists. <laughs> now we know that uh, you know recently Call of Duty Rocks. has been uh-huh. reaching into the future. Last yeah. year's was Infinite Warfare, sci-fi space setting. We know that Activision has said the space setting didn't resonate with players, and it wasn't the success that Activision planned. Mm-hmm. Of course, Infinite Warfare was still the best-selling game of the entire year, 2016. So, and yeah. not a flop. And by many people's by their standards, they my, want to do better. And by many people's accounts, the most interesting Call of Duty in a long time. A bit, people Critics, seem to yes. like. Yeah. Well, people yeah. seem to like. Oh, the yeah, campaign. I don't know what the disconnect was there. Um, I don't think I don't hear people clamoring to go back to World War II, but I don't mind that. Well, so Battlefield 1 did go back, 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 further, back, back one, even yeah. further. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, that's why. It's, people are sick of space, and Battlefield 1 had this great success. So that's why they're going space. back mm-hmm. to uh, whatever, you know, its roots. But keep in mind, Activision has three teams working on Call of Duty at all times, and they, yeah. they trade off. Mm-hmm. So the next one is developed by Sledgehammer. Yes. They've been working on this game for three yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. So, so they yeah. can't just at the last minute be like, wait a minute, let's pivot. Palette swap. Yeah, let's everything. just pivot. Yeah, turn everything from point. sci-fi into World War II again. Yeah. So. Huh. Just replace all the space they, tech. Maybe they just got lucky and they're planning that anyway. I mean, yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what it is. It also makes you guess. wonder about like corporate, corporate espionage and the degree to which these big publishers kind of find one way or another to catch wind of what their competitors are doing. It might have been that at some point in the mid- middle of development of uh, of Advanced Warfare, or of Infinite Warfare, rather, maybe they caught wind that EA was going back, and they said, well, we got to start making those plans. You know, sure. Who knows how many years ago that could have been when they, you know, whenever DICE started working on Battlefield 1. Yeah. You know, so we knows? immediately go to setting, but they mentioned combat. Like, what, what do you think really that means by roots? Well, wh- what are its roots? Its roots is, are in World War II. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's setting, but like, is there I mean, anything that's else? Also that's the, but also gunplay and in terms so like of your game speed, yeah, boots on the ground, uh, and the repertoire you have, like the weaponry is much simpler than it would yeah. be when you're going yeah. into space and you have all this technological advancement in the gameplay. Sure. Yeah. That's stripped away, and you're focused more on the guns. So and I looked up IGN's review of the very first Call of Duty. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I had to go to the Wayback Machine because mm. it, it that's was from it like was not loaded around properly. like the 2000, right? Uh, yeah, 2003, I believe. Wow. Uh, I think it's that late, but it might have been 2002. Um, I think Dan Ams re- reviewed it, but. Uh, it's really funny because it's four pages long, and three and a half or more of those pages are only about single player. Mm-hmm. And that game was like this big single player cinematic experience that was like revolutionary. It invented things like the um, grenade going off next to you and you hear ringing, and, and mm-hmm. kind of like it had like that was new for that game. Mm-hmm. And then the kill cam was actually new in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It had never been a kill cam before. So after you die, they're like they think it's so novel in this review that you can see like the feet of people like running around and see <laughs> who killed you. <laughs> Thus, teabagging was invented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was like some innovations in it, but like most of most, it was really, really a single player thing. And then by two, it's like it's all about the multiplayer, you mm. know. And so I, I think of the, I, I too, when I think back of Call, uh, on Call of Duty, I'm like, oh yeah, it was like this cinematic um, World War II game, and man, that would be amazing with contemporary technology. Yeah, I mean, when you hear back to its roots, I assume World War II, but also for a large generation of players. Uh, modern warfare is kind of the roots That's of the Call roots of Duty well. for them. That's, That's also a really, that really is, good point. I mean, that is one of the high points of that yeah. franchise. Maybe they're just maybe it's just going to be another modern modern warfare for modern for 2017. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that would. Look I mean, like. and modern warfare is pretty close to the game they just put out. Relatively, relatively, yes, relatively yes, yeah. Sure. But yeah. 
because it was still futuristic. Yeah. But not not space. Not to the extent of yeah. 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 At the time, if you go back to the original Call of Duty uh, style, like at the time, that was a huge, huge coup because they were kind of the new kids in town, showing up the long-established and getting stale franchise Medal of Honor. You know, people were. That's sick. exactly right. Yeah. In fact, people were our sick whole of review of was. <clears throat> Talking about Medal of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> it was just <laughs> comparing the two. Yeah. Medal of Honor was like 98, I want to say. Yeah. It's the, the same team as Call of Duty. Yep. Those are the same people, yeah. but yeah. they went from EA to yes. Activision. That's right. Yeah. Which is a neat little point in history. And then Medal of Honor, like, what? That, that yeah. series, Peter. No one, no one even, well, I, it, I bet most, most people don't even remember that series anymore. The last one I can remember is Airborne, which I covered at an EA event for IGN in 2007, maybe. I think there was Medal of Honor Warfighter, I want to say. That, in Dan says that that was the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that was 20. That. I remember I playing that at like a PAX. I remember having to yeah. preview that game. And that was more of a modern setting? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. 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 Warfighter, gotta love those generic shooters. I know, games. yes. No kidding. Gun shooter. So what do you think it'll be called? Ooh. Call of Duty, back to our roots. <laughs> it could be f- four Back five. to basics. I, I, I Call of Duty I, five. Yeah. This might be the moment where they choose to take the ultimate way out and just go Call of Duty. Because it went Call of Duty three, then Modern Warfare. But that was called Call of Duty four. Well, Modern that was called Call of Duty so, yeah. four. They Modern haven't Warfare. done a five. And then it was yeah. Modern Warfare two. Or they could oh, do World the, yeah. They're gonna do, oh, they could do the Mario yeah. Kart thing where they just add up all of them, but we didn't know they were numbered. And then it's just called like Call of Duty seventeen or yeah. No, I think I think they're just gonna do Call of Duty. That's your prediction. Yep. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out relatively soon as we head into E3 in June. So I mean, we're only a couple months months away from finding out exactly what it means. My heart just started beating faster. (laughs) Getting back to its roots. Another news item from this week. This week we learned that for the first time in its history, the series history, The Legend of Zelda is going to have a season pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, technically, there was the Zelda BS for the Satellaview in Zelda, the 90s. Zelda BS? Yes. That's, I, I know. <laughs> it was a, a series of downloaded, uh, streamed satellite Zelda levels, including a remake of the very first Zelda game in Super Nintendo graphics. This is only in Japan. Mm. And so, you think that's the season? So we don't really have to have this to, this conversation because there's nothing new under the sun. Okay. Oh, of course, clearly. Shows <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, no, it was like the Sega channel. So you would plug in your Super Nintendo, your Super Famicom in Japan, mm. and you get uh, new Zelda challenges every day. Wait, did you have to pay for it? You did. You subscribed. Oh, wow. And you could also probably subscribe to this. This is a little bit pre web internet. Like it was yeah. very early. So you could probably get like recipes and stuff like that. Recipes? <laughs> yeah. Remember that was like the big pitch for computers back in the day. You can store your recipes on it. Well, that's that was I'm <laughs> sure 70s, I mean. I'm sure that was like the pitch to get like housewives interested. Yeah, or a, a home computer, we should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's really funny. Help you do your taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Question. And I, I still don't do my taxes on my computer. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's someone else's job. <laughs> uh, anyway, Breath of the Wild is getting a season pass. It's twenty dollars. It'll be available. I don't know if you can buy it now or if it's. I didn't see it purchased. No, it's not for two packs. It's for two packs that come later in the year. Yeah, right. and you can't buy uh, you can't buy them separately. Yeah, at this point, yeah. it's just they're gonna go, they're gonna include things like new challenges, a hard mode. Wait, it doesn't just say new challenges, does it? That's well, yeah. They're they're remaining pretty vague about. Well, I saw no, I saw the list. I just knew there was uh, one that yeah. was that vague. Yeah. Uh, All right. A hard mode, a new dungeon, new story content, and a, a, a Nintendo Switch shirt that Link can wear. Yeah, that one's a little silly. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, product placement inside your product. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever 
I've ever bought a season pass for uh, any game, even though they are yeah, very I was, I was standard to think that too. now. Um, I, you know, if it's actual extra content, I don't have a problem with it. What I do have a problem with is making people pay for a hard mode, because like I don't. That's just like you're just like tuning numbers. Yeah. In the game mm-hmm. at that well, point, right? May, like, well, maybe bad bad hard modes. Yeah, sure, there's are also just master like, quest yeah. style hard modes. Right, exactly. Well, so yeah. they actually rebalance. So some they did that once before too. You could buy the the disc with yeah, the Zelda disc. Ocarina yeah. of Time Master Quest on it. If bosses yeah. have new Which animations and new attacks, or, well, yeah. you could yeah. always buy. Yeah. It, you know, I think sure. It's not common, but like yes. you know, there are there are games that have done. Uh, raise difficulty that's a lot more than just hey now you take more damage yeah. hey now you deal less damage or enemies are spongier like you can actually have I've seen plenty of games that do like hey this enemy has an entirely two or three new attacks that it did not have in the previous difficulty yeah level. or it mirrors the whole thing <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean seriously though you could add more enemies or tougher or add new enemies like there's a lot of cool stuff you could do to make a game harder you know, sure. you and if there's a series, I could they'll probably just limit the hearts. It would be Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's going to be interesting as a test case uh, for Nintendo. Like they, and this is not like necessarily a dig at them, but like this is not their thing. Like they haven't found ways. They haven't really even forget found. They haven't really tried to integrate stuff like downloadable content or online services like that deeply with um, with their software. So I want to see how they do it. Like I want to see if um, if what they offer is substantial, how much they think $20 should buy people, and also like how they're going to handle content for people who haven't bought the season pass, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's going to be something that's that's seamlessly built into the game, but people who have the pass will get the content and people who don't get some big do- dumb goofy message, "Hey, uh you'll going to need to buy this in order to get that." You know, like I I want to see how they integrate it into the experience. Yeah. Um and I'm also really curious to see how uh fans react because like I'd be the last person in the world to start, you know, clutching my pearls over, you know, Oh my god, a $20 season pass. It's unlike anything we've ever seen. Like it's absolutely not. Um but at the same time, you know, I I think there's a long history of Nintendo fans kind of like letting things slide because it's Nintendo. So, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see You mean like the launch lineup? Like the launch lineup. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a hard time. This I don't think games. letting things slide because Nintendo is accurate. I think letting things slide because the best developer ever is making a really good game and you want to play more of it. Oh, sure. No, no, no. I mean, I'm Shigeru not, Miyamoto I'm not and DJ Numar sh- making a new game. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying anyone should be angry at Nintendo over this. What I'm saying is I want to see if the Nintendo fan base reaction to having DLC, uh, especially especially DLC that they're going to have to buy sight unseen without knowing what the second half of it is even going to look like. Um, I want to see if the reaction that that fan base has is the same as as it would be in, say, the Sony pool or the Microsoft pool. Yeah. Who- so I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think it's kind of strange that we don't... There's a thing we're doing, we all do right now, where we don't know what's coming out in this DLC, and that's upsetting. I completely understand that. What am I paying for in my Batman season pass? They don't even tell me. Here they did tell us, and I don't know what more they need to do, though, because it does feel weird that we don't know more of it, but also I don't know what's in the, the main game. Right, and yeah. I'm yeah. I'm already buying that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, come on, like this is like a secretive game. So I mean, I don't that's know what to do. That's why I never buy season passes before mm-hmm. I know what the content is yep. because I Smart. I if I love the game I will buy more content for it happily. Like I was happy to buy. I did buy the Burial at Sea Bioshock Infinite season pass because once it was out and reviewed favorably and it seemed interesting to me, I thought that was worth buying the whole pass. But until the Zelda content is out, I'm not going to touch the season pass, but I'm sure there's enough in the main game to keep me excited. 
for now. <laughs> yeah. So Vince, yeah. I'm actually having a hard time determining where you fall on this, where you land on this. Whether oh. you have an opinion about the season pass, whether it's good or bad or not. Oh no, I don't think that it's. I don't think it's bad at all. Um, or honestly, like it's a business decision. I, I hope it works out for them, and I hope it works out for the consumer as well. Um, I'm just more interested to see what the how people receive it because right now there's a lot of people who get very. DLC is like there's no right way to do it. Like as far as the game, you know the the that's, average gamer. That's is, totally is right. Yeah. Like they they like if you it's like either you, no one wants to look at it as oh good I get more of a game that I already like. It's like no if it's on day <laughs> it one then on the it should have been on the disc. If it's yeah. day if it's six months from now, well you know the price is too high or that you should have just given it to me for free. Yeah. Like there's no you like you can't ever do it the right way. Um, people are always annoyed about it and always uh, mm-hmm. think that it's the most evil thing ever. So I'm just curious to see if Nintendo fans think it's the most evil thing ever. As far as I'm concerned, like. My big, my bigger thing is, especially with games of the size that Breath of the Wild seems to be, like the litmus test there in terms of value would be something like Fallout Four, um, you know, or Skyrim. And typically, the DLC for those are massive, substantial expansions mm-hmm. with so you much know, so that I'm always like balking at them. Like, yeah, exactly. Do I have it's time like, to play it's more. So Witcher? much more yeah. content, right? And then yeah. so like um, for a game that's going to be ostensibly probably like sixty dollars. Um, that's going to be so massive. I don't know if $20 for one more dungeon and some challenges is really going to like, what's the value there? Like a third more of the price of the game for maybe a couple of hours, more content in a game that I'm already playing from probably 80 hours to a hundred yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. So, well, you know, but we'll see. We're only speculating at this point until we see the content. There's no way to know. And there's story content promised and, and we don't know how that's they're the going to integrate that. And the that, big thing. that's the yeah. thing I'm most excited to see what that is. A because standalone story on the, on the map. That's the, the yeah. fallout sounding thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's of a high quality, that's I don't mind paying that much for it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a new dungeon too. So yeah. it's like if it's a significant new dungeon, so, that's kind of the whole point of Zelda anyway. I yeah. think this is kind of on the business side, I don't know if this sounds cynical, but like mm-hmm. I think this is replacing the add a multiplayer mode to every game like <laughs> thing where it's like, listen, DRM's not really working out in uh games right now. And they want you to keep your they game and not, resell it. and not resell it. So for many mm-hmm. years it was like, ah, just tack on a multiplayer mode. And I hated that. I thought that was a bad idea. Yeah. And some of them turned out pretty good, like Uncharted and stuff. And like I'm not criticizing those modes, but just like you if they were bad, then we were like, well, like, how do we even evaluate this game? Like, do you just evaluate the single player mode? It's just confusing and I don't Does it think drag it down the single player. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dead Space didn't need multiplayer. And think of what that <laughs> development could have gone into if they were all working on a bigger map or like a yeah. cooler. And so now this is what I do like this better than that because I'm like, oh, well, the, the team is not making like a silly like there could seriously have been a multiplayer Zelda thing, which happened in Phantom Hourglass, right? There was like multiplayer uh, Zelda stuff, and it's like, yeah, was this worth their time? Yeah, and you make now a really working making more story stuff, which I think is cool. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I want like I've already played some of Zelda and already feel like you know at E3, and I feel like it's definitely something I'll want more of rather than not more of. Um, but you make a really good point in terms of it being a strategy to get keep people from trading in their game because while a bad attacked on multiplayer mode will either not pull me in at all or I'll play it for 20 seconds and then be like this is garbage like knowing now when I buy the game in March that sometime in November or October there's going to be new story content yeah. I'm definitely not ever trading of this course game that also that. tells them that we, they shouldn't share any information on that until then well, right. no, no, I guess it does. I guess it teasing it and showing how cool it is. Sure. Yeah. But if it's not cool, then they'd hold off. Yeah. Well, and they've Maybe been that's very tell. <laughs> they've been very secretive about the main game so far, so I'm oh, sure yeah. they don't want to say anything about they probably I know what the DLC agree. is, but they don't want to tell you yeah. until the main game's out. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of The Legend of Zelda, we have an email from one of our listeners, Cameron, here. Hey, Cameron. He emailed hey, us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN, just like you can. And he says, I wanted to start off and say thanks for such a great show. Each week, it really makes the commute to work a lot more fun in the early mornings. It's our pleasure, Cameron. Absolutely. Certainly. Cameron says, first, it has been great to hear the general enthusiasm for the Switch, especially compared to how poorly the Wii U did. But on that note, I am a rare one that actually owns two Wii U's. Uh, I sent you some pictures of a project I recently finished, my handmade Super Smash Brothers Wii U. Is he trying to make a PS4? Arcade cabinet. (laughs) I thought you guys might appreciate it, and I meant to um, uh, print out those photos and bring them in here to show you guys, but I forgot to remind me after this. But he made his own uh, Smash Brothers Wii U, like mini, it's like a cocktail. The half size one that you set on a counter. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, countertop, cool. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. With eight controllers? There's no. only two controllers. That's why I, I thought maybe What's you can. Maybe you have to, oh, one is just for the ICU. Maybe you can plug other controllers into it, though. Yeah. I'll show you that after the show. But his question is he says, I know you've been talking a ton about Breath of the Wild, which looks great, but it has got me thinking. Zelda herself has always had a bit of Warrior Princess vibe going on. And while she does get kidnapped a lot, she never seemed like a damsel in distress, especially when compared to Peach. So my question Some is, games. what if Nintendo actually made a Zelda game that starred Zelda? What would that game look like, and would you buy it? Would it look like Zelda The Wand of Gamelon? Uh, no, well, it doesn't have to look like that. <laughs> I think that's the CDI game with her I think as a star. that is the CDI game, yeah. I'm, I've long thought I would totally play The Legend of Link yeah, I whatever. love that idea. For, for whatever reason, he gets like kidnapped yeah. or put to sleep, and Zelda has to go on his epic quest to save him. I would totally play that. Yes. I mean, yeah, Zelda's chic in Ocarina of Time, and that's super cool when that reveal is made. It's yeah. like one of my favorite things. Well, I remember when Breath of the Wild was first shown because of the way they kind of kept Link hooded and mysterious. Yeah. A lot of people thought, "Oh, you're going to play a Zelda." So much so that they had yeah. to ask Nintendo, "Like, yeah. is Link gonna be a girl?" And they're like, "No." no. And honestly, we still don't know enough but about this should. game. You might play a Zelda. Who knows? It could be a yeah. cool Last of Us swap. It's absolutely you play, true. You play a Zelda for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I would take that. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it would be cool just to have it, you know, made right. I mean, I would. I mean, I would play it as long as it was built on the same core pillars of, you know, as all the other Legend of Zelda games. Like, yeah, I'd absolutely, I'd play a, a, a Legend of a Legend of Link. But I think it would just be cool. It would be cool if the game could exist because I think that just in terms of you know inclusiveness and giving you know. I feel like it's about time, right? <laughs> That's all I can really say. I think it's about time for their. Did you guys notice the DLC when it was announced had like it said like extra story mode, and then it had a picture of Zelda. Ooh, mm. so. ooh. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe there's something in there. That would be exciting. You no, know, just like one of the ways, one of the major ways I play games. One of my like whatever five or ten uh, pillars of how I play games is mm-hmm. given the choice, the Damon way. Given the choice, I always play as a female. If I if if the choice is up to me, so yeah, if I could just play a Zelda game and sw- swap out Zelda and Link, that would be totally cool. Yeah, me. yeah, I'm down. Uh, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. Okay, story time. We've done this before on uh, uh, on the show here, where I I've gotten an NES manual, an old manual for an NES game, and I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you the story. As it is written in the in the manual. All right. All right. I've read many of these manuals. Yes, me too. And let's see how how quickly you guys can guess what game this is. Okay. I can't remember what it was last time, but it was really funny. It was a uh, 3D World Runner. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I would have gotten that. I would have I would have gotten that. I I played the hell out let's of that see. Game. This is I'm reading verbatim from the manual of this. And you just think of and it's NES. And it's NES. I remember yeah. it can be as obscure as 3D World Runner. <laughs> yep. True. Or Square, it could be Tetris. Square game. All right. Let's see how quickly you guys can get this. Ready? Tetris would be good. <clears throat> 
a long black cotton mouth quietly snakes across the porch of your redacted bungalow. By the Adventures of Bayou Billy. <laughs> I own that game. The Adventures, your the Adventures of Bayou Billy. You got oh my God. Let's do another one. Good. <laughs> His moist back shining in the oh, moonlight. No. Well, you got no, that really no, fast. No. Uh, you didn't get me to talk about uh, how you were just at the Jambalaya Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Boy. Uh, oh, or how? So good. Yeah. Or the 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 time when a speeding limo peels across your moss infested lawn, bullets <laughs> strafe your gutters. This is and really they take cool. your girl. Yeah, they take your girl. And uh, what it says it says it says as they as they always do yeah. in an eighties video game. Yeah. Yeah. After she's after she's kidnapped, you crumple the note and holler like a riled gator. Fire dances in your eyes and sweat beads on your hands and forehead. This was someone's Gators don't have hands. Guys. Mm-hmm. Like this, like this was like someone got approached to write this, yeah. and it was like the moment for them. This was this was like the moment that defined I think their people like always. Well, I don't know. We've talked about this maybe on the show, but like every mm-hmm. game from that era on NES was like totally tied to a blockbuster movie and that was tied to crocodile dundee and like we always talk about how like contra is like a mix of alien and uh rambo Rambo, commando commando and like they all have in like castlevania has all the universal monsters in it they all have direct analogs metroid's another alien one and uh that one was like a really weird one where like it was super appealing to me because like I don't Crocodile Dundee was a popular movie when yeah. I was a little kid. I and Bayou Billy cool. was like, that's cool. It's He's just got like a that big, movie. Like, machete, and I yeah. totally <laughs> sold me on it. It also had a really cool gimmick where there were side scrolling stages and then there were light gun stages. So, yeah. you know, it was one of the yeah. few games that and driving. Made use of, yep, there was driving stages. So, the, it was one of the few games that used the light gun, but it wasn't confined solely to yeah. being light gun gameplay. But it has like so. a basic double dragon vibe and it's yeah. too hard. It's mm. really hard to get through the first crocodile area. It's isn't, super difficult. Isn't one of the stages basically impossible? Like it's it's just like Battletoads level. Probably. I mean, I owned it, never got anywhere until Game Genie came out. <laughs> you got that really fast, Sam. Yeah, that was very impressive. Well, <laughs> I think good. about Bayou Billy most of the day. Yeah, <laughs> as as one does. You know, right now. You know, listening to stories is fun. Okay. You can listen to more stories with a free trial at Audible. What a Just go to audible.com slash gamescoop to get started. Uh, in all seriousness, there are some cool video game books that you can listen to at Audible. One of them is The Ultimate History of Video Games. Uh, it's a very comprehensive mm-hmm. telling of, you know, from the very early days. I use it in my research frequently. Stephen all the way up. Yeah. To, it probably, it's probably been updated to go through the later 2000s now. And uh, that audiobook is 21 hours long. <laughs> So. You know what's cool about that book is that it has quotes from all of these uh, Atari developers, like, like early developers. Like, so it kind of reads like this famous uh, punk book, "Please Kill Me." Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like really like an oral history, like yeah, just quote, really cool. quote, 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 and it's so fascinating because it talks about all of Atari's excesses, all the hot tub, yeah, the stuff. hot tub <laughs> marijuana parties. Yeah, and, it's crazy. Yeah. Really, really cool. Marijuana. Yeah, uh, Console Wars is also on there, which is a phenomenal book about uh, the war between. Sega and Nintendo in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s uh, tells that whole story, mostly from, I think, you know, the, the author mostly interviewed Sega employees. So it's like a little bit from their perspective, but also tells Nintendo's side of the story, too. It's a fascinating book. Still being made into a movie, I think. With Seth Rogen? Yeah. I mean, that was the last we heard of it, but yeah. It says in the foreword of the book, which I read two years ago. Yeah. Rogen wrote part of the foreword. Yeah. 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 That's a I great would, book. I would love a movie that handled the console war, the, the big console war. From a compl- and played it totally straight, like not oh, like. Oh, you talking about that? You talking about that war? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually envisioned it as like a miniseries. 
like a yeah. six or seven part miniseries. I can totally see it. All yeah, day. like the people like versus the, OJ Simpson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, or there the was Steve one Jobs. About, uh, the uh, the mm-hmm. something of Silicon. Yeah, Valley. yeah. The Steve Jobs one. Uh, with the name yeah, it was Pirates of Silicon Valley. Pirates of Silicon yeah. Valley. Yeah. And once you finish that, uh, all your base are belong to us. Is another video game history book that uh, I read. It was a couple years ago. Another solid book. Again, like that one really focuses on the early days of Atari, which is really good. Has some good Nintendo stuff in it too. Nice, awesome. Okay, uh, unless you wanted to mention something, Jonathan. Uh, not game related. If, if then get out. Then no. keep yeah. it to yourself. This no, is a get out of here. <laughs> uh, no, just a really good book uh, called TV the Book. Uh, it's book. by it's two, title. yeah, it's by two TV critics. I think they're some of the best credit, uh, TV critics ever. Um, Alan Seppenwall and Matt Stoller Seitz. I always mispronounce his name. Uh, but the two of them, they run through the top 100 shows of all time for them personally. And, uh, it's, it, they're both just great writers and they know how to get to the heart of what makes shows. I've great. heard them interviewed. They are so smart. Yes. And the, the shows yeah. are like from basically six decades. Yeah. They, it's, really cool. it's very expansive and it's a very well-written look at it, but also, Easily accessible. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. What was their number one? I don't want to spoil that. Okay. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I remember what it was. Uh, Breaking Bad or GTFO? Uh, it's not. I know. But. I know. I've actually looked. It's not. Uh, you guys know, hey, now, secrets don't make friends. You got it. Uh, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I know. 15,000 people have the opportunity to go to E3 this year. 15,000 mm-hmm. non industry gamers have the opportunity to go to E3 this year. Tickets went on sale this Monday. Mm-hmm. 48 hours later, they are not sold out. Yeah. Does that surprise you? Absolutely. Not really. It's expensive. Really? It's expensive. It's expensive. I am, it's expensive. I am shocked. Shocked. Me too. I would have placed all of my money on those selling out in an hour. It's E3. It's like, it's Disneyland well, filled with video games. It used to be like the mecca for gamers. Maybe it's not anymore. Like I maybe am, because you can go to PAX, it's maybe that yeah. because today there are PAXs and I am both shocked and non-shocked. Uh, when I went for the first time, both shocked, yeah, just just whatever. Um, the first time I went to E3, it was as I was transitioning out of being just a fan and watching it from the IGN reader perspective and mm-hmm. watching it on G4 when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and going for the first time, it was amazing. But I can also see how it is prohibitive to fans because of the cost and also because of travel and it's months out. Uh, yeah. And especially if you're a younger kid who really they don't even know out. about the lines yet. Yeah, and and they <laughs> don't. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they will sell out before. You know, I, I think like by the time the show, yeah. yeah. But you know, PAX and Comic Con sells out like right away. It does tens and tens of thousands of tickets. I also think this is the first time people may not know they can do this. Like a lot of people who watch, like the word E3, didn't get out. Yeah, they the word just may not have gotten out to all the people who would want to. I mean, I would think enough people in California alone would have sold it out. Yeah, who would want? I would to think go, so but, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know so many people would come up to me at E3 and be like, yeah, I'm here as a fan, but because I work at Game uh, Stop or something like that, like, you know, a retail job where they yeah. got in. Like, people figured it out, but maybe not that many people as I thought. Yeah. And also, like, try that hard to get there. Like, maybe maybe things will start to change this year. I mean, I know there are some panels that, uh, which is pretty much a first for, for yeah, E3. Totally. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, compared to something like PAX, which has been servicing like the general public for such a long time, like, there's not going to be tons of activities and things to do on the show floor and places. It's mostly always been a business and trade show, and like I think that people kind of have a sense of that already. That like, hey, I'm going to go there, and like, yeah, there's going to be lots of glitzy booths and lots of cool sites, 
But at the end of the day, like, are you? Is there going to be a console free play room where I can hang out with my friends and play Street Fighter? Is there going to be, you know, a retro arcade where I can go and play arcade systems? You know, arcade cabinets. It's probably going to be a tank somewhere in the parking lot. You know, is there going to be all kinds of cool lounges everywhere where I can like? Are there going to be bean bags in the hallways that I can lay on for no reason and play? You know, and see who I can street pass with my 3ds. Like, that's just not part of the experience of E3. And I think that that in in the age that we're in now, like when we were all like we were all much younger. The, and the internet wasn't like as massive of a of a thing. Like there was a veil of mystery about what E three was and what was there. And I think yeah. a lot of people who who are avid gamers and who you know who come to IGN.com, they now know like in a very direct way exactly what E three is, and they probably starting to understand like oh I can I can actually have a more well rounded fun interactive experience if I go to PAX and pay less money. So like why wouldn't you do that right? Plus I think they're crazy. E three is amazing. Oh I agree. I I, yeah. I am so. <laughs> So, I mean, I look forward to it yeah, I every exactly year. Mean, I look yeah, forward yeah. to it every year. Well, there's there's also EA Play going on, I guess, right before that. And, yeah. Uh, that's open to the public, but does EA even charge for that? I thought that was just to be I, sent you. I, yeah, I don't think it's that's charged. Like a I, don't know. I, don't I think it's free. I think it's a, I, I believe it's a first-come, first-served basis. I could be incorrect on that, but... Sorry. Uh, it, really it, it, I think it is growing from what it was last year because that was the first year they did EA Play. Uh, but it, And it's also, that runs from June 12th, 10th to the 12th. Whereas E3 is the 13th the 15th. Yeah. And especially now that the conferences are being more spread out, it seems. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that changes things a lot. Okay. Uh, before we play video game 20 questions, <gasps> time to talk about what we've been playing. Cool. Uh, now, Vince, I think you might be playing something you can't talk about. I am thoroughly playing something that I thoroughly cannot talk but it, about. And are you're you going to play something next week, which you definitely can't talk which about. Which I also definitely more. cannot talk Super about. Super double that can't talk about. Right. But so I will talk about the thing that I've been playing uh, quite often in between the things I can't talk about, um, which is Paragon. I'm playing the hell out of Paragon. Oh. Yeah, for the last for the last two months now. I never hear people talk about that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's probably because out of all of the out of all of the MOBA esque games, it is most MOBA. So it's the one that most likely like makes most people MOBA. go, "Whoa, this is too much!" Almost right away, because mm. um, it really is like, even though it's a third person perspective. Kind of like Smite is. It is the mo. It's the closest analog to MOBA mechanics and MOBA concepts and ideas, which you know a lot of people find kind of off-putting and a little bit too uh, complex. But the game is free to play, stunningly gorgeous. Like it's just a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, whether you're on the on the PC, you're on PS4 Pro, regular PS4 um, runs great. Even on the PS4 regular PS4, it's 60 frames per second. Um, really cool hero designs, great artwork. Um, yeah, totally free. Every hero is available to you right from the start. Did you spend um, money on it? I have spent money on it only because like I realized after after holiday break, you know, when I came when we came back at the beginning of January, I realized that in like three weeks I had put on like fifty or sixty hours into it. And I was like, well, I kind of wanna give them something for the for the fun that I've had with it. But it's all yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's all cosmetics. So it's not like you have to spend money to get ahead, but I just wanted to because some of the skins are just genuine. And I'm not a cosmetics guy, but some of the skins are so cool. I was like, you know what? I'll throw a few bucks at this game. So that's what I've been playing a lot of. Nice. I'm still working my way through Resident Evil 7. Still enjoying that. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've been playing Shining Force on Game Gear. Cool. Awesome. Because I love the Shining Force series, but I never played the Game Gear version. It's Is it different? It's so there's Shining Force 1 and 2 on Genesis. Mm -hmm. The one on Game Gear is called Shining Force 2, but it's a totally different game. It's not a port of that one. Uh, 
And that totally takes me back. No, they just don't make games like that anymore. No, turn based. Well, I mean, which is, this is a turn based strategy games. game. Yeah. But yeah, it's like super colorful, lots of like fun uh, enemy variety and different class types. On I would totally work on a portable system too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great sure. on Game yeah. Gear. Playing Shiny Force 2 on Game Gear. It's super and, fun. And uh, I'm sure your batteries are holding up. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> uh, did you also try Jurassic Park on Game Gear? No, I haven't tried that. We watch videos of it though. I really like it. Yeah, that's oh, cool. Is that what you're playing right now? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I'm I'm playing Resident Evil Seven, and I, I just beat a a big gross bug boss, which we both uh, uh, talked yeah. about. I like yeah. that part a lot. Yeah. And then uh, back in the house, now there's monsters everywhere. It's really hard. Uh, but um, uh, I'm also playing Fire Emblem. I'm playing that a lot. Mm, uh, uh, Heroes on my phone, and uh, I've. <clears throat> Pretty obsessed. I have two five-star characters, which I'm really proud of, mm-hmm. and uh, which just, just random draws. It's not because I'm good at the game, but it made me good at the game because now I can just steamroll stuff. And now I'm playing through some of the lunatic levels, and I'm I'm leveling up some of the weirder classes just so I have them, because Nintendo releases some DLC like almost every day, and uh, they change it out a lot. And like some of the maps they they've released, I can't beat. Mm-hmm. And like our guide writer Casey, she hasn't been able to beat some of the stuff because they're so hard. So that makes me like obsessively grind yeah. to be like next time because they're already gone now which sucks I missed a whole map mm. I couldn't beat it I couldn't get a hero because I, I don't know they, they sucked me in on that <laughs> and it's a, 100% free too yeah nice because there's so many you would buy these orbs to get new heroes but like and I'm fine with that but like I, I have so many orbs yeah. I don't need them it's great I love it uh, I'm also playing Resident Evil 7, and I played a boss battle over the weekend that almost gave me a heart attack. Uh, oh, man. My, I, I had the biggest anxiety. Which was it on. after ours? Uh, the chainsaw battle. Oh, God. That was yeah. oh, uh, uh, I, with the, the hanging bodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, to play yeah, that yeah. <clears throat> three or four times, Same. and like yeah. by the, the nth time of that, I'm like, if this goes on anymore, I'm just going to have to stop. Yeah, I played, I, it, I played it once or twice, and my heart was racing. I, I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And then finally Is it because you were frustrated? Or? No, I wasn't frustrated. I just I, I figured out the trick to be able to play through it, but I just kept getting tripped up, or I was so yeah. nervous that I was going to die. Our guide writer played that so early that he couldn't figure out um, there's this boss, and I won't spoil it. Trust yeah, me. I'm trying to. But like, th- there's a boss that like shows you that he's vulnerable, but it actually it seems like he's not. Yeah. So you just yeah. keep on shooting him and stuff, and then he, and he goes down in this vulnerable mode. But you just think you can't damage him. So our our guide writer just couldn't damage the boss and just played yeah. forever. And so I at least knew going in, like when he kneels down, you can hurt him. <laughs> like that's good advice if you're gonna play Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Which you should do. That game's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That boss. That same great. guy that you you fight earlier. Yeah. In the yeah. garage, oh, that's yeah. like I love the garage scene. That's yeah. like yeah, that's one of my favorite yes. recent so video games. That is a great. Moments. You haven't played this yet, Vince? No, I haven't. You got really got to yeah, play that. It. Yeah. That battle's great. And then I've also there's been a smashy playing... car. It's really fun. <laughs> <Just> smash. <laughs> uh, also, just been playing real quick. Uh, Gravity Rush Two, uh, which I love. On my list, I, yeah. I read Miranda's review and had to pick it up. I was a fan. Same. That sold me too. Um, yeah, and it's just it's a blast to play through. I'm making my way slowly. Where are you? But very early in, probably the first five or so hours. So did it open up into the the cities? Area yes, yet? I did. That's that. so great. That I was love, how pretty is that when you're going through the villages? Gorgeous. And yeah, and, and it's it, also every time you use gravity powers, everything floats up around. I you. love it. And it's unbelievable. People float up too. Yeah, they're like, ah! <laughs> I love and seeing them. So like, weird, like it's, cartoony. It's great, and then it's. I also was surprised by the story. It just dives right into issues of class yeah, in that yeah. world, and it's amazing. Yeah, especially, I like, oh, there. I didn't expect. Yeah, that, there's the I, the dirty area with all sooty below. Yeah, and the nice area by up high. And dude, then after that, there's another huge open area yeah. that opens up, and then they kind of connect, and it's an amazing game. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot. In this That's show. higher on my list to get to than Resident Evil. Yeah. I mean, they're I want both, to play Resident both, Evil. Both good games. So different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
What a cool, what a cool January and February it's been. Oh, my oh absolutely. And then it's it's, it's not it's not winding down. We have no. we nope. have uh, Horizon, Horizon, we have Zelda, Zelda coming. we have Mass Effect. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Right. It's time to play video game 20 questions. And today, I don't, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, today is the fifth anniversary of the PlayStation Vita's release. Yes. Here in the yes. U.S. It's a beautiful PlayStation Vita is yeah. five years old today. Happy and, birthday to uh, my favorite, favorite handheld I love, game. I love, I love the Vita. I, mm-hmm. I, love, I love my Vita. And uh, to celebrate, we actually have a PlayStation Vita to give away. Mm-hmm. It was actually sent to awesome. Sam from a, a GameSweep fan. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, yeah, we just have it. Uh, we have, it's a it's a full PlayStation Vita. Gen it, Vita. I turned it on. It works. It's wooden white. 3G or Wi-Fi? I was, <laughs> I was it's one say, of the older <laughs> models. It's the okay. older model. Oh, so it's the OLED. Oh, yeah. great. That's, in, that's the way. Yeah, it's that's in really good shape. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to give it away. We'll give it away next week to whoever uh, emails us a suggestion for Video Game 20 Questions. And we pick you. Uh, just make sure you, like, in, in your email, gamescoop at IGN.com. Just include your name and, like, address and that info. And we'll, we'll pick a winner for that next awesome. week. Awesome. To win a PlayStation Vita. It's Very an awesome exciting. system. Uh, but this week's suggestion comes from Bruce. Let the question in. So I have hit, to win can. because I just lost on GameScope. Hit, yeah. hit us with it, You Bruce. just won on Guess This NES game from the manual. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From five Everybody words. should check out GameScope this week, though. You put up a new one. Yeah, that went on up. The yeah, if you're channel. just a uh, podcast listener. You, you like know, these games. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GameScoop. We put up these extra bonus little games that we play here. Yeah, and one's called GameScope where we guess the image of a screenshot. Like a screenshot that we're way a, zoomed in on. Yeah, and it's been, become very competitive, and it's very difficult. But anyway, this week, Video Game 20 Questions. Let the questioning begin. Okay. Um, was this game released uh, after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Okay. Sorry, Sam. Okay. I just want to pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this part of the uh, uh, PS3, uh, uh, Xbox 360, Wii generation? Uh, yes. I don't know uh, how that would be ambiguous, David. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, you got it? You got the game? Uh, yeah, I know what the game is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fancy... Uh, that was a very yeah, fancy... Does it take place underwater? <laughs> <laughs> is it the remake of Echo of the Dolphin? Uh, <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, is it a... Oof. I will now, because of that question, I'm wondering if there's a remaster involved somewhere. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, or is there a sequel? You can go go that route. True. Uh, or is did, it part of a series? Yeah. Did well. it also appear on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One generation? Yes. Okay. Ah, right. yeah. wow. Good call. Good call. Okay. We're going to get this in four questions. <laughs> um, are you a human in this game? Mm, wow. I cannot answer that question. So, no, I won't, I won't count that okay. one. Okay. I can't okay. answer it. Uh, do I get another one then? Um, or, do you, or do you have one? Well, we, we all get to ask. You, you don't have right. to get um, one. Okay, my one of my f- favorites is the primary mode of uh, interaction shooting. Yes. Okay. Um, was this uh, critically well received? Uh, yes. Not game. Not game of the year material. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I got one. Is this a Japanese game? No. Okay. Uh, was this game platform exclusive? No. Whoa, wait. Or, sorry, no, uh, was it a PlayStation exclusive? Well, what, how, what's how your question? Is this game multi-platform? You're going to get a lot out yeah, of this one. Yeah, there we go. 
Well, so you changed your question. Sorry, sorry. I was saying platform just and the reverse of that. Is, is it this game multi-platform? Yes. Okay. 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 So it's not a first party. And it's U.S. developed. Yes. Yeah. As a remake. Yeah. How many games uh, could this be? Is Whoa, I'm, you said it has a remake? Yeah, you said there. Or no, you said it was out on the. Sorry, it's on. It's on both systems. We didn't ask okay. if there was a remake. Yeah, so it could be one of the launch games that appeared, mm-hmm. like a launch window yeah. Xbox One, like a Call of Duty sure. Ghosts or something like that. Um, is this game played from a third-person perspective? No. Well. Hold up. Yeah, um, I'm two for two on asking these questions. Is this game played from a, uh, how? Okay, I'll, can, I'll, I'll, can what, I ask you what if, Let me ask. I want. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to. Okay. No, 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 no. Sean, I, I think. Question. How does Sean know what's going on? <laughs> He's here? got the notes. Uh, Sean, question. isn't isn't the basic answer yes? No, no. no I'm. I want a different question. Nope. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, no, I'm, no. I, I like not, the, where he. This is helping. No, us. no. It's <laughs> yeah. But 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 then they're like, uh, maybe yes. Well, and then we end up on a t- totally different tangent, and we're totally screwed. Let's, no. Let's establish. I want something. a definitive answer. So this is what I'm going to ask. Okay. Ask Probably. a different question. All right. New question. Okay. New question. Is this played from a first person perspective? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I mean, okay. But, but all that let, hesitancy so, clearly. I mean, re- keep this in mind. If, that was a great exchange. If you, you play a game, <laughs> if you play a bit we game don't get from it. more than one perspective, the answer to both of those questions is yes. Yeah. yeah. So that doesn't necessarily help you. Yeah. So and it has third person and first person. Yeah. I think there is third person involved. Something like a vehicle section. Probably. Um, but that's just something to keep in mind. Okay. Um, game perspectives may change, and then that can throw you off. So is there anything that's saying that this isn't like just this huge game like Grand Theft Auto Five or Call of Duty? Oh, Grand Theft Auto did have that first person. Yeah, it feels like yeah. it feels like Grand Theft uh, Grand Theft Auto. One of them is probably a pretty good. I mean, we need to narrow it down because like these are huge. Yeah, do we want to go publisher? Worth noting. Hold well, on a second. One second. Worth noting. Uh, before we get off on the Grand Theft Auto tangent, or and he said like it wasn't that. critically where I was too. We give it yeah, that ten. He, right, he wasn't sure, and then I, also it's not that I wasn't sure. I said yes. You did eventually say yes, but you clearly hesitated. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So, like, but the other, <laughs> but, yeah. but the other thing is this: he also didn't feel super comfortable with the question. Do you play as a human? Well, well, I didn't, know, I didn't yeah. know how to answer that question. Well, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. So, it's, so right, we're right about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not why would this be confusing in first person? What you're playing as, if it has first person parts, yeah, that, that's very strange. This is this is a little bit confusing mm-hmm. to me. Uh, uh, so American made uh, on all those. I didn't say. I did, oh yeah, yeah. I, like I, I didn't yeah, say. It was yeah, sorry. Non-Japanese right. made. Um, European. How about? Uh, is this game set in the present day? No. Okay. Is it set Oof. in the past? No. Set in the future. That's 10. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking the future? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. So futury, sci-fi, Futury, sci-fi. Not sure if you're a human. Multiple perspectives. Cross-platform. Hmm. Sounds like you can choose your character, maybe. In that sense. Possibly. And... You want to ask that question? Ooh. Can you design your character? Mm. Sean, would you say you can design your character? Okay. I liked it better when then Sean was on our side. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not a Bethesda game. Um, yes, the answer to that question was yes. So uh, then why would you say it's not a Bethesda Oh, wait, so you can design your character. Yes. Sorry, sorry, I thought you said it wasn't. Uh, yes. Then it can be a Bethesda. Uh, 
It takes place in the future, and it was on PS3. And he also said, and we've still established that the primary motive of maybe action he's, is shooting. Maybe he's giving a little smile. Maybe it doesn't take place in the past or present, but it's unclear. Yeah, I mean, something like Skyrim. Uh, right, but shooting, though, is the primary. Fair. Yeah, is the, um, is the primary. But it could be, it could still be mass effect. effect because you, you play as, obviously, Shepard is a human, but you have non-human members of your team and that would explain this confusion about yeah. that yeah that's a little weird do you can you play in first person mass effect i actually haven't played i can't remember the not i don't think so it's not yeah that's a clear third person yeah game. um hmm. and plus that's just, that's not on ps4 i mean i guess it's backwards compatible yeah. no but is it is it what about mass what about the collection that's that, ps3 that's 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 a um um, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's the. We probably need to get out of the uh, the ambiguity of wh- whether this was remade on those systems or not. I don't know. So Does you, that seem weird to you? Well, I mean, like he, he his answer was was definitely yes. Was this a what about what whether, whether this was a retail game or not? Um, as opposed to a little. I mean, if it's a 360 game. PS3 game, it's almost certainly was released at retail. That wasn't the age of everything being digital, or even a lot of things being digital only. All right, so, so back to genres. Does that help shooters? I guess like yeah. Back mm-hmm. so you said main genre. component is shooting. main component is shooting, and it's played from both first and third. I'm trying to think of any game. I'm even trying to think. Like, I feel like on the list of games that were played in first person or and or third person, um, and were primarily shooters. There's that can't be a very long and was multi-platform. That can't be a, a massively long list. Uh, Next question. Can I throw a wild one out there? Yeah. It'll just cross. Go for it. List. Yeah. Uh, did this game have cell shaded graphics? No. Okay. Well, I was thinking maybe Borderlands because so, that was remastered. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes we can uh, take questions like that and do like, did this have a realistic graphical style and kind of stuff? I don't know whether to do that now. I'm also um, thinking about like, you know, in terms of the first and third person perspective thing. Like, there are some games that stay in first person mostly, but then move to a third person once you um, get behind cover. Um, I'm wondering if it's that... a real stumper, Damon. This is a tough one. <laughs> uh, so we have that it is first person and may have other. We didn't clarify whether or not it does. We assume based on this hesitation, right? But. Uh, I gotta think, guys. You guys gotta take some more. Take some more questions. Uh, Throw a question uh, out there. Oof. Okay. Um, We've gotten through twelve questions so far. Eight um, questions left. Was eight eight questions left? Mm-hmm. How about can you drive a vehicle in this? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, there's not a lot of games where you can do that. Sure. What are the Grand Theft Auto likes from that time? Well, no, because and then the human thing is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How, what game would allow you to drive a vehicle? Right. Also shoot. Right. You don't know if you're a human, and you can design your character. Right. That's the other one. Is this, you can design the design character, character is yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I can hear Sean laughing <laughs> in the studio. It's gonna be so obvious once it's. I mean, there was only a limited number of things that released for both generations as well. Right. Yeah. Um, was there? Um, they re-released. Uh, they released. They re-released one of the Saints games on. Those are inherently third person, though. Always, I, I didn't play them really. So, um, is this an open world game? Mm. That's a good question. No, no, no. okay. Well, sure. then we got to stop thinking about all of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
um, I guess, uh, multi-platform. It could be a Halo game, right? No, multi-platform. It can't be a Halo game. Well, yeah, yeah, it can. It can. But it can't, Halo games are on PC. Uh, yeah, that, I guess that's the tough thing. Is and they did re-release everything with the Master Chief Collection, right? Yeah. Um, the the problem being. The only problem with that being, and I guess this is what was strange to me about your your question about platform, is that you said it's from that. Well, he said we, he said it's not platform exclusive, right? But we didn't establish whether or not it was also on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we, or if to. it's exclusive to PlayStation or Microsoft, right? Like we know it's, it, we know that. So it how do we came, narrow down that question? Yeah. What's, the, what's the question the we asked? Way. I guess it's um, was this uh, has this game ever become available on PC? No. Okay. okay. So that was on Halo. Yeah. Are there sequels to this game? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Damon Tiberius Hatfield. <laughs> His middle name is not Tiberius. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Wow, no. you really threw us a bone there. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, but I don't know how to accurately answer that question. Not yet. So what's out right now? That's... <clears throat> Oh man! Oof. We need to establish yes. how to an- tackle that question in the future, but we'll, oh, we'll handle yeah. that later. Why? I mean, because that could be spiritual sequels as well. I guess is it Halo Wars? Mm. Oh um, no, that doesn't work for some of these games. No, well, because what was you asked if it was ever out on P? Was Halo Wars one ever out on PC? I think. Also, that's never in first person. That's right. Yeah, never, that's in never in first person. person. Or yeah, that's not a better. Um. And I don't think it was ever brought to PS4 and the modern consoles, right? It, it, there is a definitive, but it's, it's not. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we try for Microsoft or PlayStation exclusive or at this point? Or are we? Wait, does that make sense with our line of questioning? I don't think so because no. we've established that it's a multi-platform. We've established it's multi-platform, but not on PC, right? So that means it, yeah, has, so it couldn't have been. That means yeah. it could be on like PS4 and Vita or like something like that. Uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're probably overthinking. Is, we're probably overthinking we, that. Yeah, we are way overthinking. We have four this. questions left. What was yeah. that not, not yet thing? <laughs> yeah, that's what's bothering me. Yeah, so I'm try- now um, I'm trying to think about what's a game that's got a sequel coming soon, or that we know. We get from the booth. Hear our no producer Sean Finnegan laughing at our misfortunes <laughs> right now. Oof. So it's not Red Dead or Mass Effect. Is it just Mass Effect? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it can't be. We've established that it can't be Mass Effect. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Red Dead is third person primarily. Right. And uh, there's no vehicles unless you count a horse. Yeah. <laughs> it takes sense. place in the past. Yeah. 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 It should be super easy for us to figure out. Um, Jeez. Um, a game not in the past or the present <laughs> that doesn't have a sequel yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily first person. I don't know what that even means. Yeah, I don't either. Um Hmm. All right, four questions to like go. Sorry, Damon. Bring it home. Taking us so long. Yeah. Um, man, these are these have gotten the significant. I remember when they when we first started playing this game, it was like there was no world in which you could we could ever not get it. And now well, every yeah. time I'm on, it's like I started Ooh. out picking like Super Mario Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've gone um, through a lot of the obvious ones. Hmm. Yeah. My only thing would be to take shots in the dark at publishers or developers at this point. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That, that might be our only, or something wackadoo, you know, yeah. or just something. With com- things about like voice acting help this or. No, mm-hmm. like, the, the problem is that we can't come up with one game that right now, between the three of us, we have not been able to come up with one game that we cannot eliminate mm-hmm. 
from. I feel like if we found just one, that would be the one. I well, I have one in my head, but I don't oh, think it. Well, well, just it, spit it out. The, re, the remaster isn't out yet, but Bulletstorm is also technically right. I but, don't know if there are vehicle sections in there, and and there are no, and there are definitely no. There's it's not a, a sequel one. coming, and like there's not a sequel coming to my knowledge anyway. That I think. Yeah, I didn't think about um, is this, you know, did we even ask if this is just like a first person shooter? Oh, no, we haven't. Wait, we just know that it's first wait person. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh no, it never came to PC. <laughs> For a second, I was like, I was like, um, sorry about questions. I'm trying to think. And yeah. also the design of characters. We have lingered here too yeah. long. I know, I know, I know. We got to uh, bring it home. Oh, no. Um, um, I would just throw out random publisher questions at this point because or, I don't know. Is this an American published game or an American developed game? Yes. Okay. Because right. if it was European, that would help us all. Three questions yeah. left. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, like big publishers, you want to go I, to publishers? Just, did Activision publish this game? Yes. Okay. Wow. I, wow. I th- that was amazing. Well, because I keep going back to Call of Duty Ghosts. I feel like yeah. you could probably customize your characters for. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I agree with you. I is it Call of Duty Ghosts? Well, you can't. You, whoa, we can whoa. wait. Can I? Oh, can I, wait. I we have, we have, to, we have wait. to wait. Oh, I didn't. We can. We narrow. Oh, down we can more. wait. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. You have two if questions. You wanna, left. Okay. Yeah. So is this, you can say stuff like, okay. "Is this you know part of the Call of Duty series?" Okay. Because we don't know. Then yeah. So, but Activision published it. My my apologies. Is it a Call of Duty? Is it a Call of Duty game? No. Okay. One question left. I appreciate it. Thank you. So then we... Now we're boned. So now now we just have to... Final question. Activision... Guess the game. Published. An Activision Um, published game that straddles the PS3, PS4 generation, but is not exclusive. (laughs) Now it doesn't have a sequel yet. Mm -hmm. Skylanders. What does Activision do? (laughs) Uh, Skylanders, Call of Duty... Oh, oh, oh! What is, is it, it? Is it Destiny? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the 20th question, it is Destiny. That shot in the dark in Activision was amazing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? How do we get yeah. through all the Halo and yeah. Nokia Destiny? I know. So How did we? Yeah. When you get on your Sparrow, it yes, out to it's third, third person. person. Yeah, on the Sparrow. Uh, wow. I don't. You you were like wear a helmet. And if stuff. you're yes. you're I don't human. know if you're a human. I don't. I don't know. You are definitely. Human. But you didn't know, so that's right. I didn't know. Yeah, see, I, I didn't, I didn't. They're all humans, though, right? Or the type. On that. See, another hint should have been Fire why? Why does Sean know so much? Yeah, about this? yeah, that's true. Sean's a big Destiny <laughs> yeah. fan. Oh, but man. you got there in man. the end, yeah. and that's yeah. all yeah. I got. That was incredible. Sorry wow. for the, the the silent moments during that. Yeah, question, everybody. That one goes. In, it goes in the win column, and that's all that counts. Yeah. Oh boy, I don't know if I want to take that one. I'll take it. What killed? What killed me about that is. The idea of it coming out on PS is it? You said it was a like we we said you said was it an Xbox 360 PS3 Wii era game? And he said yes. And it's like that's technically true, but I mean like it was really a game that came out three two years into the into the PS4 era, and also was released backwards. Yeah. I actually so don't, didn't even remember that those were released backwards. You know, they were released on the released. on the previous generation. Yeah, yeah they were released, so that you could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were released on. But that's what really threw me off. It's like, oh, so it's you, is that multiplayer community still supported? No, it's not supported. No. They've ended. They, they stopped supporting. Yeah, after yeah. the that's what last really killed me because in my yeah. my head was all like this game came out in the 360 yeah. era mm-hmm. was ported to the PS. Oh, me too. That that's why Damon yeah. stopped at one point. He's like, hold on. Yeah, I didn't say it was a remake. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, so I want to say so there is a sequel. Yes, it's just not out yet. Yeah, 
so that I, is a weird situation. But yeah, but so I think I've got a way to do it. You know, we only I only you use have to ask. Is there a sequel? Has well, a sequel planned, been released? Or do you mean planned or released? I'm just saying we only use games that have been released, right? For 20 questions. Yes. So uh, we let's do. We're just gonna assume that. Everything that's fair is stuff that has already been released. So mm-hmm. the answer to the question, does it have a sequel, would be no, because it's not out yet. Right. Is there that's a sequel planned would be the second. Sure. So you would, if there's a sequel right. planned, sure. So we yeah. should have I asked like a different, we can ask it differently in the future, but you were being generous by giving yeah. us the, yes. I don't want to. Yeah. We yeah. got into My apologies questions. for blurting out. I, no, 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 you're yes. good, man. That was great. Is the Call of Duty Ghost? Yeah. I just, it was stuck it's in not. my head because it was the, yeah. Uh, that suggestion oh, the came from. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that suggestion came from Bruce. He emailed us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Bruce. Bruce. Like you should, because if we pick your game Bruce. for next week, you're going to you're gonna win your own PlayStation Vita. And if you don't have one, there's just like this, there's just tons of really fun, cool games that you so can many check out. Games, yeah. yeah. Make sure to include your name and uh, address in your email. So that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. We're done scooped. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Sam. Thank Thank you, Jonathan. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop. And we're out. Peace. Let you down again.